the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show. My name is Chris McKay. Larry Rosenthal is our host, and he is here every week. He is our financial and retirement expert in studio here to take your telephone calls. And once again, you can call at any time. We'd love to have you here on the show today. 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. Larry. Well, good morning, Chris, and how are you? Oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. You look good. You look refreshed. <laughs> Always refreshed, man. Look, appreciate that. Well, welcome back. Big welcome back from your Thank vacation. You. We've yeah. missed you the last couple of weeks, but, you know, hey, everybody's got to get away sooner or later, right? L- little R&R in the top of the mountains, but it was fun. Yep. Yes, yes. So very, very good. So, you know, we, we moved into your house and raised your fridge that. while you were gone, so everything was good, man. I appreciate all no that. No problems at all, but you've got to mow the lawn. I don't know what happened there. Well, that sounds like work. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I see how it is now. All right. (laughs) Well, hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show here. You know, each week we start the show off with what happened in the markets, the economy, what's going on, and just lots of very interesting positive, positive news, which brings out the naysayers all of a sudden. So let's take a look at last week here. You know, U.S. and, 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 and China uh, are, are, are having more talks again, lower-level talks, albeit, on, on trade talks right now, uh, which is good news. That's what propelled the market up uh, over 400 points the other day and then uh, Friday as well. So, so that's very good news. And, and the reason that that is good news is because whenever there's you know, change that, that has anything to do economically, in this case, it's fiscal policy instead of monetary policy with the Fed. Fiscally, here, Wall Street needs clarity of direction, and they're just waiting to see how all these trade deals work out and play out, and nations are coming to the table one at a time, and all these deals are just going to re-jiggle around trade. Wall Street needs clarity of direction, and when people are looking look, looking like they're going to be cooperating, then, boom, you'll see the market shoot up again. So that is be, that is with a backdrop of absolutely robust um, uh, economic expansion. The interest rates are very low. Inflation is still not where everybody hopes it to be, although wages are rising. So we're getting strong wages, very good corporate earnings, economic expansion, housing continuing to rise, uh, and the markets uh, are, are looking for, you know, uh, 
pretty strong right now. So, so what's the story with China? They're 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 kind of making a little bit rocky for us, or what's this? So so you know when when you talk about tariffs, Chris, basically that's just a different word for a tax. So mm-hmm. if we send a product abroad, and that nation says, well, we can manufacture that product here domestically. But if you want to send it to us, that's fine. We're going to charge you an extra couple of dollars to enter our country with it. Mm-hmm. So our citizenry will say, hmm, should we buy domestic and save a little bit of money, or should we buy foreign and pay a little bit more? Okay? Mm-hmm. So, so as you tariff each other up back and forth, back and forth like a tennis match, what ultimately happens is prices rise. Mm-hmm. And if, if, if people don't negotiate out better trade so that prices don't rise too much, that'll, that'll you know, back up the economy definitely because you go to the store and you go, well, I'm not going to buy this gadget now because it's too expensive. Mm-hmm. So it just ultimately slows down the economies, and then you get all the way back to, to square one again. So nobody wants that to happen, mm-hmm. but at the same time, right now, fiscally, they're just trying to improve trade a little bit. They're not going to be able to balance trade. That would take decades and decades to do, mm-hmm. but they just want to improve trade. From from where it is right now, and when you look at China right now, there's a, a $500 billion trade deficit. And so they just want to improve it a little bit, uh, along with many other nation trade trade balances right there. Might that be a little bit of an incentive to buy American or buy locally or – it, exactly, it, it could very well be, you know, but it's still free open market, right? People right. get to, get to buy, you know. You go into the store, you see different things made in, in different places, you know. Sure, sure. And 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 so, at, at the end of the day, though, I think it's going to end up being a Swiss cheese wall of tariffs, where there's going to be a deal on this thing and not on that, and on this other one and not on that, and and we'll see how it all plays out, you know. But but um, it, when you take a look at at China right now. Um, from an economic standpoint and what's happening in their economy, their economy is, is struggling right now, whereas ours is becoming very robust right now. Our dollar is very, very strong uh, with, with corporate earnings rising tremendously, wages rising. Things look very good. Optimism is, is, is at peak years right now. Peak from, from a historical standpoint right now, both uh, small business, large business, and the consumer as well. The consumer showing up in, in sales all over the place. So That's awesome. So, it really is, you know, strong retail sales um, with everything. One thing that concerns me about it, though, is with the with real estate coming back a little bit, people have tapped into home equity. You know, uh, household debt has risen a little bit in the second quarter this year. Uh, so I'm not too happy about that from from, from the standpoint of, of spending those those types of dollars. But other than that, things look pretty good right now. So at the end of the day here, you know, or to sort of summarize the, the key points of, of what's happening in the markets, the economy, and stuff like that today. Again, make sure your portfolios are balanced, that you understand the risk that's inside your investments, and uh, just keep things moving forward. Again, it's not timing in the market, but rather it's time in the marketplace right now. And, and we're going to be working our way through all of this here. You know, Larry Kudlow, uh, chief economist for the White House the other day, was on, on, uh, on the news talking about uh, revisions and, and things like that in, in the GDP. Uh, you know, gross domestic product moving up, moving north. Uh, and he's talking about very robust economy right now. So things look very optimistic with, with it all. So the, the question becomes then, as the economy continues to expand and rise, when are interest rates going get, to get high enough to the point where it chokes off the economy? And right now, that, that's not the case. So really no signs of a recession anytime soon, which is good news for everybody. Uh, so, again, 
key point is making sure that you're you understand the risk levels that's in your portfolios right now, and you're staying true to your plan, true to your financial plan. Are the uh, is the Fed uh, Rick, uh, sort of uh, telegraphing any additional rates uh, hikes anytime soon? Yeah, there's about an 83 percent chance right now that the Fed's going to raise rates next month in September, mm-hmm. and and I'm pretty I'm pretty confident that they will. I think they're going to raise it one, maybe another time this year, and probably three times next year mm-hmm. uh, is what their target projections are. And we'll just have to see how the economy continues to expand and grow uh, as, lo- as, uh, as well as wages continuing to grow. And then they're going to be tracking up the interest rates there. Probably a good thing as long as they're telegraphing. If they, you know, they don't, like you say, Wall Street. You know, there's, there's some, there's, yeah, Chris, there's, there's thought about that. You know, uh, back, back in, uh, you know, back in the day, they wouldn't telegraph. Now they're, they're very transparent in telegraphing things as to not upset the apple cart. And that all came out of the, the financial crisis issues. So, you know, some people don't like the telegraphing, whereas others do. Uh, you know, so it, it makes it makes my job a little bit easier when it comes to that as well. So, but still, you have to do a lot of forecasting with it all as well. So, hey, we're going to take a quick break here. Let's open up our phone lines. Give us a ring here today, eight five five Rose one two three to reach me live here in the studio with any of your financial planning or investment questions. If you have questions on trade balance, on what's going on with tariffs, what's happening with maybe the new tax code. You know, we're in the second half of this year. April's not too far away. How are you going to be filing your taxes next year? Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123. Listen to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494. Or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. You're listening to The Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like to talk to Larry Rosenthal, you can dial in right now at 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. Larry is our financial and retirement expert here in studio, giving you a hand with your retirement planning and of your future with regards to your money. 855-767-3123. Larry. Sure, Chris. You know, we just opened up our, just, I don't know if that's the right word, it even opened up. Uh, we just launched our new website, re- completely revamped it and everything. Go check it out, LarryRosenthal.com. Like us on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, you know, uh, we've got lots of educational materials out there 
uh, on the website. So go go check it out, LarryRosenthal.com. Sign up for our free newsletter. We send those, these out uh, each month. Lots of information there as well as the library of resources. So we want to be an educational resource for everybody out there who, who wants some education on financial planning. Talking to some young investors recently, which is always fun. It's, 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 Talking to it's, yourself again, eh? Yeah, there you go. It's thrilling. It's 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 a lot of ex, you know a lot of excitement and 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 some of the most popular questions that that younger investors you know I, I do a lot of speaking, Chris, and I'm up in front of groups often, and and in in front of a group of young investors, we get a lot of of, of questions on the best way to save money and and how do I start? Where do I start? You know, should I start? Is it now a good time to start? All the questions around centering around starting, you know, and what's the, okay, so what's the definition of a young investor? Pretty much somebody who really hasn't started, in my opinion, when you're 20, 30, or 40 years old. You know, what is the best way to save money? And, and in, in working with someone recently, I was, I was explaining to them, look, what we want to do, first of all, is get a good grip on cash flow and then save money in the bank. I don't want you to start saving money right away in the market. I want you to build a cash reserve in the bank, okay? Because it, it, you, you need to have money that's that's guaranteed, it's safe, it's liquid. Now, granted, money in the bank these days isn't going to be growing a lot because mm-hmm. interest rates are still very, very low. That's another story. But I want people to get a, a firm foundation build up in the bank of cash reserves. And a lot of the books out there you know, from academia say you want to have three to six months worth of living expenses saved in the bank. You know, t- today maybe it's two to four or something like that. But you want to have a good little nest egg saved up in the bank, and that's when you want to start investing. And the best place to start for young investors really is to start in your company's retirement plan. Mm. If your employer offers a retirement plan, start there, especially if they match. You want, you know, if, if your employer is matching, let's just say 3%, that's, that's, and you're putting in 3%, that's free money. It's 100% interest on your dollars that you're putting in, whether you put it in on the pre-tax side or on the Roth side of your retirement plan. That, that's another story there. But my point to young investors is just start because it's not timing in the market. It's time in the market. It's allowing compound interest to grow and, 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 and work for you for yourself for down the road. It's never That's too late to start saving, right? But when you're young, it's really important. If you can just get that through and get that discipline going for yourself, man. Exactly. Both statements that you made are, are, are exactly correct. And, and understand that there's three phases to financial planning. The first phase is accumulation. This is when you're growing your dollars. The second phase is distribution and income. And the third phase is legacy or estate planning. And so in, in the first phase of, of accumulating your dollars, it's very interesting. You have to understand that the IRS views our money through four different tax lenses as we're growing our dollars. So understand when you put money away, whether it's in the bank or a mutual fund or ETF or a brokerage account or IRA or so forth and so on, every time you put dollars away somewhere, the IRS has its eye on those dollars and how it's going to be taxed. So understand the difference between the tax diversification standpoint, taxable, tax-free, tax-deferred, tax-exempt, so forth and so on. Four different tax buckets, if you will, when you're growing your dollars. So, so in talking to young investors, one of the most important things that you can do there is pretty much build that financial plan. Uh, understand how how it works and make sure that the cash flow you know you're basically living off of less than you're bringing home mm-hmm. you know that, that you're you're saving some dollars so. well i like the larry budget you talk about all the time 
I do that with a lot of people, Chris. Yeah, yep. that's, that's really good about making sure that you pay yourself first. And you yep. know, a lot of people forget to do that. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Keep keep it in mind, Chris, that it, it, it's important to understand, you know, the, the, the sort of the waterfall of dollars, you know, tithe, additional gifts and offering, you know, because the Lord owns it all. We're going to talk a little bit of that today as well. Uh, and then pay yourself next, and then let Visa and MasterCard fight over what's left, mm-hmm. pretty much so. But it's important to, to really be saving for yourself for, for young investors and understanding the three phases of, of the financial planning. You know, you can go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and right there on the first page is a video that demonstrates some of the things that we're talking about here uh, to today. And a lot of questions that I get, too, is, hey, you know what? I want to become financially independent. Mm-hmm. How do I become financially independent, Larry? What, how do I get there? You know, how much do I need to become financially independent? And it's very interesting when you really break down that, that term and you stop and you look at it. You know, well, who, who owns everything? What is, what, is, what is the right question to ask? Maybe you're asking the wrong question about financially independence, about financial independence, rather. To, to be financially independent... You have to understand who owns it, and the Lord owns it. And what does he own? He owns all of it. And he only asks back a portion of it, 10%, actually. Um, so, so once we understand biblical principles and ownership, what our responsibilities are with our dollars and our assets, and that is to be a good steward, not a perfect steward, but a good steward with them, that means getting education on how investments work and things of that nature. You know, So stop and think about this for a moment. Here we have God's economy on one side and man's economy on the other. God gives us the ability to, to go out and earn wealth the ability to, to, to perform our jobs, the ability to get educated. He gives us all of these talents and abilities. And then we have these assets, dollars, real estate, cars, whatever it may be. And then we have to figure out how they work in man's tools, right? Mm. What is the difference, Chris, between an open-end and a closed-end mutual fund? What about the difference between an ETN and an ETF? Should I have a dividend-paying stock or a growth stock? How should I have my dollars invested from a tax perspective? Do I want Roth IRAs or do I want regular IRAs? What is the difference right there? Those are man's tools. So we need to get education and understand the difference there in order to tie it all together. But in order to really gain financial independence, it's very interesting. I'm just finishing up this book called The Wealth Conundrum, and I really recommend it. And that is really understanding how to gain financial independence, and that is by really understanding who owns and controls it all. And when when you stop and you think about, you know, the the uh, 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 the desire to and, and and the need also to go out and continuously earn dollars, we all want to do that, right? But mm-hmm. you also have to understand, you know, where where do we put the money? How does it work? And, and things like that. Give us a ring at eight five five Rose one two three. Let's talk about that a little bit about, you know, biblically owning uh, the, the 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 dollars and things that, that you're blessed with. Let me throw a you question know? at you with regards sure. to uh, tithing. Um, you know, a lot of people believe that you pay off the top, you pay the gross, you pay the net. What are your thoughts on on how much you should pay and when you should pay? Is that a personal thing with you and the Lord? What are your thoughts? I don't necessarily know that it's a number, Chris. You're going to get out the calculator and and hit what's 10% of my top line? Okay, that's fine. I mean, the Bible does talk about a a tenth of your first, right? Mm -hmm. In Malachi, definitely. I also think it's a personal relationship, too, because I think that you can have directional giving, you know. More at certain times. More more above it, yeah, Mm -hmm. you know. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, and then you can break it down and, 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 and ask a question even further. I'll put a question back to you, mm. okay, which is, you know, the Bible talks about storing up riches for yourself in heaven. You know, yeah, that's not necessarily so, monetary so if, for so, sure. So if God is saying, you know, hey, give me a give me the first tenth, does that, is that storing up riches for you or is it more than that that will do that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then are you giving because you want to do that or are you giving because it's you're a just generous? Yeah. You're just generous, right? Yeah. And and you're not, you know, you don't have your fist wrapped around the dollars. Stop and think about that. What is your giving program? How do you go about doing it? You know, who do you give to and, and why? And, and do you give a lot to little, you know, to many places or, or, or are you a significant donor to a few? But wasn't Christ the real example here? When, when you saw him ministering, he wasn't ministering to the rich and the wealthy as much as he was to, the, to those who, who had less. So should we not do the same in helping out those who have less? Just a thought. Well, the Lord ministered to all of them. Some of he them did. just had their ears closed. Absolutely true. Yeah, okay. that's a good point. You know, and yeah, absolutely. But, you know, in God's kingdom, God, you know, God talks about giving. You know, take 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 a simple look here in the Old Testament, uh, you know, about uh, every seven years, debt was wiped out. And every f- 50 mm-hmm. years, you know, the Jubilee, things started all over again because God owns it all. God wanted, you know, uh, you know, a, a redistribution of it, if you will. Right. Oh, I'd love to start that again. Do you think we could do that? <laughs> I don't know. It would be awesome. Today, people might rack up their credit cards in year six, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I, that, it's very interesting there. But, you know, when you, when you stop and you break it all down. So uh, I, I find, find a lot of those things, you know, when, when, you, when you take a look at how much the Lord really spoke about money in the Bible, it, it's a tremendous amount. It really, really is. Mm-hmm. So uh, good food for thought, good conversations, good Bible-based class and stuff like that. I see we're going to take a quick break here. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Listen to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We've got some callers coming in. We'll pick you up right after the break. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Housing prices and interest rates have started to move up. This may be your last chance to take advantage of low rates and housing bargains. If you're considering purchasing a home within the next year, you need to call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage First to take advantage of his Loan First program. This can give you a winning bid over the competition, even when you come up against cash offers. The Loan First program will have you fully pre-approved so that you understand all aspects of your loan before you start looking for your dream home. Buying confidence when you have your Loan First certificate, which shows the seller your loan is already pre-approved and they can avoid any unnecessary negative surprises at settlement. Troy's been helping homeowners for over 20 years in the D.C. metro area, and he and his team are ready to help you. Call him today at 571-490-7117. That's 571-490-7117 for your loan first pre-approved certificate, 571-490-7117, or simply visit his website at anyhomeloans.com. Remember, you want control when you're making an offer on a home. Get your loan first certificate. Call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage. 571-490-7117. 571-490-7117. Troy Turo and McLean Mortgage Corporations in MLS number 5618 and 99665. For more information about how Larry and his team can help you, go to LarryRosenthal.com. 
You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like to dial in, here's our phone number, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. We'll talk to Larry Rosenthal, our financial and retirement expert here in studio today. Larry. Sure. Let's welcome Adriana on the line. Good morning, Adriana. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you today? Yes. I want to know if um, if I'm working and um, uh, I'm a single mom, so I live with my daughter, and she's uh, uh, she she has a part time right now. But I'm new in the country, so I don't understand much of the uh, uh, finance laws and legal stuff from here. So. I want to know. I haven't filed my taxes. I will be filing my taxes uh, the end of the year. Um, if I, uh, how much is the amount that uh, that I have to make or don't make? I don't understand. Um, in order to be compatible with my daughter, because she's fi- I'm filing like she's my dependent and she lives with me. Well, she depends on me, and. Uh, um, she just has uh she just just found a um a part time job and uh, through the summer and uh um how do I file taxes when when the time comes that she has to file taxes so so the answer Adriana is this is yes mm-hmm. when she's working uh if she makes over six hundred dollars then she's gonna receive um, a W-2 form that shows she's got to pay taxes on this money that she's made. However, most likely her current employer is withholding taxes. So each yeah. time she gets paid, the taxes are being paid simultaneously for her. She just has to file a tax return in April squaring it all up with the government saying, okay, I made this amount of money, I paid that amount in taxes, I either overpaid and I'll get a refund, or I underpaid and I have to make a payment. And oh, wow. so, if if you like, it, it would be very simple. I can I can have you sit down with uh, one of the CPAs that we do business with in their firm, and they can sit down and step you through it all. They can take a look at what your income is, um, your your status, your daughter's income and status, and things like that, and, and lay it out very simple for you so that you stay on track so that you you will do everything correctly okay do you think that it will, it will affect me because i have her as a dependent in the end well her having her as working, a depend ha- having her as a dependent doesn't preclude her from having to pay taxes but it gives you a benefit as well so she she will be a dependent on your tax return but even though she's out gainfully employed earning income then she's got to pay her own taxes on that as well and she has to pay her own taxes. But um, what I'm saying is that if I don't get in trouble because I have her as a dependent, how old is she? Working, she's 20. But she's she's uh, she lives with me. So uh, so there's some there's some certain rules around that, and that's why I'd, I'd suggest uh, speaking with a CPA, somebody who prepares taxes all the time. Uh huh. Because I don't know all the ins and outs of, of what's going on in your family and stuff. So I don't want to give you the wrong advice. But if you like, I can put you on hold, and we'll have uh, somebody who prepares taxes and does that stuff for you give you a phone call and uh, step you through it and answer it for you, okay? Yeah, sure. Thank you so much. 
All right, Adrian, I appreciate the phone call. Let me put you on hold, and Bob will get your information. We'll have someone give you a ring next week. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring with any of your financial planning or investment questions, tax questions, whatever they may be, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Also pay attention here. We're going to be breaking out our, our new tax seminar coming up here in the fourth quarter, uh, September, October, November. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be on our website as well. If you want to get on the early bird list of that, go to our website, LarryRosenthal.com, and sign up for our our seminar list, and we'll uh, make sure that we reserve you a seat. It's going to fill up pretty quickly here. We're going to be talking about the new tax code, the benefits, the pros and the cons of it, um, what you should be looking for. You know, when we turn the corner in 2019, facing your 2018 taxes. Some big changes in there, isn't there? Some good, big changes, good changes. We're also talking about charitable giving, donating, mm-hmm. Roth conversions, and the whole nine yards there, beneficiary awesome. forms, how to make sure that your heirs receive your, your you know, dollars that you've saved in the most tax-efficient manner. Uh, if, if, you know, because remember, Chris, when, when somebody passes, money goes one of three places mm-hmm. or a combination of them, and that's either the heirs, charities, or the IRS, right? So we, we, we cover that in our seminars as well, you know, which, which brings to another question, do I need estate planning? Well, well, let's break down estate planning. What is, what is the definition of estate planning? And, and everybody needs estate planning, whether you have uh, tremendous wealth or, or, you know, very little wealth. And, and that is because you need to make sure that, that things get, get tied up in the end, whether you, whether you need a will. You, you might not need a will. You might not need a trust. But you probably need a beneficiary form filled out. That's the basics in estate planning. So, so, so the answer to to a lot of those questions out there that I get, I'm just sort of reading down a list today of, of frequently asked questions that people ask me as I'm speaking in, in in front of different audiences or or clients call in or 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 whatever I'm working with clients, you know. But but we get a lot of questions, and a lot of the questions are are, are similar in nature. And it's you know. How do I know that I need estate planning is, is one of the questions, and we get this question a lot. And at the end of the day, basic estate planning is making sure your beneficiary forms are filled out correctly. It's been a while since we've talked about beneficiary forms, but you know, in, in the most basic sense, beneficiary form is going to ask you to uh, disperse your assets of that account in one of two ways, either, either per capita or per stirpes. And per stirpes is going to go down the bloodline of your beneficiaries, whereas per capita is going to go across generational. You know, so think about this. Let's suppose you have two children and you have per capita beneficiaries and one child passes. That means that that when the the uh, if you were to pass, then then the money is going to go to the remaining child. The child that passed, you could have had grandchildren with. And they're not going to receive anything. But if it was per stirpes, it would go down that other child's bloodline. So stop and think about that. It's very important to to really take a look at, you know, how your beneficiary forms are filled out. When you have filled out your beneficiary forms at the bank or your financial advisor or whatever, and if they didn't go over the difference between per stirpes and per capita, then there's a good chance that it's defaulted to per capita. And you may want to revisit that and take a look at having it as per stirpes. Uh, so, so one of the takeaways here in this little section we're talking about here is go pull out your beneficiary forms. 
Call the investment firm that you have your money with and ask them, hey, who are my beneficiaries and how are they registered? Are they registered per capita or per stirpes? It's really important to, 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 to understand that when, you know, so, so that you don't accidentally disinherit somebody. Let's shoot on back over to Marilyn. Welcome Carolyn on the line. Good morning, Carolyn. How are you today? Good morning. Fine, thank you. How My can I help you? Is, um, um, we filed for tax, you know, for our taxes at the right time before April 15th. I mean, well, we have a tax preparer um, who is a, who has her own business. But she has filed for an extension. And here this is August. And she says she's backed up with quite a few cases. I'm just concerned, are we going to be possibly... Um, penalized in some way? No, you have until October 15th to get your taxes in. When you file oh. an extension, the extension date is October 15th. Oh, okay. Yep, so as long as it's all zipped up, tied up in a nice bow and sent off before October 15th, you're good. Okay, thank you so much. I was just so concerned. And then if something happens and they aren't done by that time, what happens? Uh, then they're late. So then the penalty will be, I mean, we will be liable for paying well, the penalty? Well, theoretically, you should have paid, if you owed any taxes, they should have been paid in by a April 15th, the amount. You just didn't, you just are filing an extension on the tax return, and that's probably the situation right there. So I doubt that you're going to have any penalties or interest or anything like that. But, you know, if you want, just give your CPA a, a courtesy call and say, hey, you know, it's it's September. I know I have till October 15th. Is there anything that you need from me in order to get it done? And and just have the conversation with her at that point. Okay. I have done that, and I just get responses that she's a little backed up, and um, she has an audit that she's doing for someone, and that's what has, you know, delayed it. Yeah, so if you want to make sure that everything's good, just ask her, say, hey, I, I'm under the impression that since we filed the re the extension, I don't owe anything, and she can probably confirm that with you, and that'll put put the ease to your mind because that sounds like the crux of what you're worried about. Yeah, that's what I'm concerned about. Yep, just ask her that specific question, and then she can reply to you. Ask her if I owe anything. Yep, just say, hey, you know, I know I've got the extension going. Do I owe? I want to make sure that I don't owe anything because I don't want to have any, any penalties. And I'm pretty All sure right. that you don't, okay, just from the situation, the way it's set up. But uh, you can just confirm that with her. Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely, Carolyn. Appreciate you listening to the show. You listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Go ahead and give us a ring here at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You know, Chris, we're talking about we're getting a couple of phone calls on taxes and things. And, and taxes always presents anxiety. Taxes are the most expensive thing inside any investments. Stop and think about that. You know, when, when I'm teaching financial planning classes and investment classes to, to, to people, and I ask them for very quickly, you know, just think in your mind's eye, how much money have you saved in your retirement plans? You know, so everybody's listening right now. Just picture in your mind roughly how much money have you saved up in your retirement plan, the government TSP, your 401K, your 403B plan, whatever it is. How much have you saved? Get that number, and then remember, if it's all sitting in there pre-tax, you own about 65 70% of it. You control 100% of it. 
You can direct the investments, but whenever you pull that money out, you've got to pay the tax on those dollars. And so you really own about 65 or 70 percent of those dollars, and that really opens up a lot of people's eyes. Mine, too, you know, with my accounts, you know, it opens up a lot of people's eyes, and you just go, wow, you know, hey, this is uh, – taxes are an expensive deal. And that's why when you're looking at the three phases of financial planning, you really want to break down the tax efficiency of your investments. Uh, it's 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 interesting, too, speaking with other financial advisors on – you know, asking the question, you know, well, how, how much do you pay attention to the tax efficiency of the investments that you have? And then some of them just, you know, well, not so much. And some of them are really on top of it. And that's a very good question to be asking your advisor. You know, what is the tax efficiency of your investments? And, and, and how does all of that work? Be, because remember, especially when, when, you're, when you're going from the growth stage, the first stage of financial planning, into the second stage, which is distribution or income produ- production of your investments, that's really when the taxes really hit you very hard. It's the most expensive phase of the financial planning process, but that's when your, your, your investments have to be moved over to, a more, to sometimes a less tax-efficient scenario. So you want to make sure that that stuff is balanced out with, with everything. It's, it, it's important. Um, so let's uh, see. We've got to take a quick break here, Chris. So let's go ahead and uh, keep the phone lines open. If you have any questions on anything, give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. We're back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Remember those kids that you keep your kids away from? Those kids that society doesn't seem to know what to do with? That kid you saw on the street corner last week? Remember that kid that, well, you feel sorry for? The dropout, the pregnant teen, the drug addict. Those are the kids that Youth for Tomorrow wants to reach. And Youth for Tomorrow has reached nearly 800 children since opening its doors in 1986. That's 800 young men and women helped to become responsible and effective members of society. The founder and chairman of Youth for Tomorrow, former Washington Redskins coach and current NASCAR team owner Joe Gibbs, says if we don't do what we can to influence our young people, there are plenty of others who will in the wrong direction. For more information about Youth for Tomorrow, call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. You can help turn a negative into a positive. Call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. You're listening to The Larry Rosenthal Show. Well, we sure appreciate you listening each and every day here on the Larry Rosenthal Show, each and every Saturday morning with Larry Rosenthal, our financial and retirement expert in studio. He is taking your telephone calls right now at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. You can call now with any of those questions that you have on your financial planning or you know, just kind of figuring out your future with regards to money. He's here to answer those calls. 855-767-3123. Larry. Chris, I'm glad to see you can learn new things. I, what did I forget? What did I learn? Uh oh. Well, you know, I mean, you're 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 famous for for working every week. I, I, I appreciate know. that. You, <laughs> you were very very been. good. Yeah. And 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 uh, 
you take a vacation, you know, yeah. and Bob steps up to good. the mic. He did good. And did yes, well. and and Bob hit me with a little the good, the bad, the ugly music last week, and I ah. hear that you're playing that now. You so like I'm it, right? Like, wow, you learned something from <laughs> Bob. Yes, he's that's, a teacher. That's, that's great. So I, I we uh, call him Sensei uh, occasionally. Bob Sensei. Bob Sensei. Uh oh. Well, that's going to stay around the studio. <laughs> that's a good thing. So you should see. We can kick the light right from the floor. You just, just you know, we got to have the show of all the cut-ins or or, 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 or out cuts or whatever y'all call it in, in this yeah. industry. Yeah, you know, yeah. Before we actually go live, right? We should. Yeah. We always that, talk that, about fun stuff. Should. Yep. Exactly. So hey, let's change the subject here. I want to talk a little bit about. You know, four-letter word uh, with with another word behind it called life insurance. We, we don't right? we don't talk about four-letter yeah, words. Yeah, there you go. So, um, you know, uh, to today in, in in the life insurance world, let's let's break this down. There's a there's a product out there that's that's often overlooked. Now, it doesn't work out this the way I'm going to describe it every time. Okay. Uh, but but for a lot of time for a lot of people it it can work out this way, and that's called a second to die insurance policy. And what I mean by this is is it's a specially designed life insurance policy that's one policy and it's written on two different lives. In other words, it insures two different people, and you don't have to be married either. Okay, um, you can have you can have a, a a husband and wife, let's say seventy years old, and and the way it works is it's one policy, and it pays the death benefit at the second death. So actuarially, it, it, it lasts a lot longer, meaning it's a little bit less expensive, okay? But at the same time, the, 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 uh, 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 when, when the first person passes, you know, there's no benefit paid. And it's designed to come in and create an estate. So a lot of times people will will look at their their assets and they'll go, you know, I I want to I want to take some of these taxable dollars and turn them into tax-free inheritances for our kids. So so what they'll do is they'll they'll take a little bit of their their money out now and they'll buy a life insurance policy and they they will buy a second to die policy. Or you can take a look at donating if you want to your church or a charity you know the taxable portion of your of your retirement plans because when the church receives that it's tax free because they're a, they're a tax exempt organization and you can use some proceeds of the, of those dollars and and um, purchase a life insurance policy so that your heirs receive tax free money when you pass and and you know what's what's unique about these policies pretty much is that the, they're overlooked a lot in estate planning. Now they don't work out economically every time. Sometimes it's easy, it's it's more efficient for people to to just carry one policy on themselves versus one policy on two people, depending on what the situation is, you know, in, in inside the family. But it's primarily designed to to do exactly what I told you, which is to deliver tax-free inheritance dollars at the second passing of of someone. Another way that you can take a look at this, too, is is setting up a, a charitable remainder trust where you're actually donating some assets into a charity or, or and then receiving some income back from them that's very tax efficient because of your donation. And then you can purchase the insurance policy to replenish or do a wealth replacement thing by getting rid of a, a high taxable asset in your investments 
to to a charity and replacing it with tax free dollars back to your heirs from the insurance policy. So so it's 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 an overlooked policy a lot of times and and it's especially designed in the estate planning arena for people. And you know when when you stop and you take a look here at at the probability of of living to age 90 you know, for a healthy 65-year-old person, uh, a a man has a probability of 43%, whereas a woman has a probability of 54%. But when you combine them together, one of them has a 73% probability of living to age 90 years old, which is a long time. And, and that's one of the reasons why the life insurance policy will pay. Uh, that's why it's less expensive than your traditional types of individual policies, which will pay a death benefit at the second death for people. So it's used a lot in, estate, in the estate planning arena, and it's an overlooked policy. Um, it's a permanent type of a policy. Whereas, you know, and again, I don't want to turn this into a, you know, a life insurance show. It's more of a financial planning show. Uh, but, but, you know, again, you, 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 life insurance is part of financial planning. So, so it is a, a policy that's a permanent policy which stays in force for the rest of your life. It does accumulate cash values. And it's something that's overlooked. Again, I, I mentioned that a lot. If you want some information on this or if you're questioning your existing policies and you want to understand how these work, feel free to give us a ring at 855-ROSE. One, two, three. Be happy to send you out all types of literature on it. Um, there are certain companies that specialize in these types of programs, these types of policies for people. And again, the main purpose of it is to leave that tax-free um, asset to to your heirs. And again, it's 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 used a lot in the charitable arena when people mm-hmm. are donating assets to churches, uh, to charities. And, and then using the insurance proceeds to wealth replace back on a tax-free benefit back to their heirs. Let me jump in with a question about life insurance. And I kind of want your take on this because I've heard a lot about it. Recently on the you know, radio and television, there's been a lot of ads for, you know, like bank on yourself, use life insurance as an investment. It's, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Is it, is it something that is a viable investment over time, or is it something that uh, you just won't keep taxes and inflation away with? So, so all that stuff is, Chris, it's just fancy marketing for, for, for life insurance cash values. And here's the way it works. When you have a permanent policy, whole life, universal life, variable life, whatever it may be, money goes into the policy. It's called the premium. Then the expenses of that policy, you know, pull money out and then the rest of the money sits inside of a cash value bucket whether it's whether it's an indexed type of a pol- policy sub accounts that act like mutual funds or a fixed rate policy the money that's inside the insurance policy grows tax deferred now here's the deal the money grows tax deferred meaning while the money's building up equity inside the life insurance policy there's no taxation on it mm-hmm. You're allowed at any time, even before 59 and a half, to pull money out of the insurance policy, okay? You can pull the money out. The money that comes out, you take out what's called first, your, your, you withdraw to your basis. In other words, if you've put in, let's say, $20,000 over the course of the policy, and the policy value has now grown to 30000 the first 20000 that you pull out is considered a withdrawal of your premium contribution, which is non-taxable, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then on this other portion, the 10000 the next dollar you take out, you have to pay taxes on it unless you take it out through the form of a policy loan because loans are not taxable. 
So the bank on yourself products and all these things out there that you're talking about work like this. You simply withdraw to your cost basis and then you loan the dollars out. Loans are not taxable. Therefore, the money inside there you can ex- you can pull out tax free. What type now, of re- growth do you get in those? Is it based changed changes over well, different policies, or how does that work? So, so the the growth rate on these policies work off of sub accounts like mutual funds, if you want. Uh, okay. Okay. Or fixed accounts like CDs or bond funds. Okay. That similar in nature there, and they also do indexes too, where you can guarantee no loss of principal, and because it's an index to to a market to a market index and and different things like that. But, but also remember this: that if you pull all the money out and the policy lapses then everything that you've profited on the policy Gone. instantly becomes taxable to oh. you that year. So you have to set up the policy in such a way that the policy remains in force for the rest of your life. Now, now here's the rub on this. In order to do this, you need to have a, a, a growth period. You need to have a long period of time of you know, 15, 20, 25 years to really make this thing work well. And you also have to understand the ability to put extra money or, or, or the reasons why you want to put actually extra money into the insurance policy in this case. It's called overfunding the insurance policy. And after I finish explaining this, I'll give you the, my ultimate answer on, on what I would recommend, okay? Mm-hmm. But so there's a minimum amount of money that has to go into the insurance policy in order for the insurance company to issue the coverage, right? Mm-hmm. That's called the premium. Well, these policies allow you, they give you the affordability or or the flexibility to put extra money in there because you want to take advantage of the tax-deferred growth, building up cash value, and then do your withdrawal to your cost basis and then loan the money out over over time to take the money out tax-free. So so what you want to do is you want to max fund these things. You want to put in as much as you can up to the legal limits. Now, the IRS, all this stuff started back in 1987, Chris, okay, 86, excuse me, and and the IRS came out the following year in 1987 and said, well, we're going to cap how much you can put in. So you're allowed to put in a certain amount based off of your age and death benefit, okay, uh, or else people were Back in 1986, they were putting up the tons, truck. and they're yeah. backing the truck up. That's exactly right. Oops, we got to fix this one, they said. Okay, so they did. So anyway, so it is a, a way to do some tax-deferred growth for yourself and tax-free income down the road if you really understand how to make it work. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the issue that you have are the fees associated with it. You know, if you want to if you want to build up money inside your life insurance policy for tax-free distributions, first thing I would ask you is, are you are you funding a Roth IRA? Mm-hmm. Because in a Roth IRA, you're going to get tax-free distributions, just like in the insurance policy, but you're not going to have the cost of life insurance involved in the Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. If you make too much money and you can't afford to fund the Roth IRA, then my next question would be, okay, are you making a contribution to an IRA, non-deductible, and then converting it to a Roth IRA so you're backdooring the Roth? And if you're not getting doing by that, the income limits. that's the first that right. Getting by the income limits, that's the first thing you need to do before you start overfunding an insurance policy to make it work for retirement planning purposes, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So if you've done all of that, and then if you, you know, then I would say, are you saving money in your retirement plan at work? And they they say yes, I am. And I say, are you maxing that out on the Roth side because there you can put in 
depending on your age, eighteen to $24,000 tax you know, on the Roth side of the 401k plan without paying the cost of life insurance there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but so, wouldn't you say everybody needs at least a life insurance policy? I'm a big believer in life insurance. Yep, yeah. I think people need life insurance. But mm. whether you're going to use life insurance as an investment gotcha. vehicle or life insurance as life insurance. For its purposes, right. For its purposes. I fall on the side of using life insurance as life insurance. I've seen it. I've seen people try to make it work, okay? Um, but I like life insurance for life insurance purposes, and I like investments for investment purposes mm-hmm. uh, when, it, when it comes to that. I understand the value of cash value insurance because it enables you to stop making your premium payments at some point down the road after you speak to your insurance company, make sure there's enough reserves inside the policy to, to do that or cash reserves to do that. So so you by building equity inside of a permanent life insurance policy, will enable you to stop making payments in a lot of cases. But that doesn't mean the cost, the internal cost of the policy goes away. The cost of the policy is just coming out of your cash value. It's just another tool that you, you can use. Right? It is another tool, but, you know, I would recommend using life insurance for life insurance purposes and investments for investment purposes gotcha. on, on that. Uh, and, and there's all kinds of studies in the industry on, on all of this stuff. But I do understand your question on how to make it work, and you've got to stay on it, and it's a very long-term proposition mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you want to stay on it. But, you know, the creation of the Roth IRA really looks a lot better. It's a little bit more attractive, uh, yeah. I would do that first, and then if you still need to do do the other, then then on after that maybe look at doing that. Yeah, I've just been that. hearing a lot about it. That's why, right? Yeah, they're running ads. I, I hear it too, and that that's what it's about, you know. And and uh, but you know, make take a look at at funding the Roth stuff first. Make some wise really, decisions here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you know, you you want to you want to save as much of your money as possible, right? Absolutely. Yep. I would. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Definitely. So, hey, so stay tuned. We're going to be announcing our our upcoming seminar season here in September, October, November. Pretty soon, it's probably going to be closer towards the end of September and then October and November and into December. We're going to be doing on the new tax code, charitable giving, Roth conversions, uh, estate planning, and, and beneficiary forms, making sure everything's filled out properly for you. So give us a ring during the week at 855-ROSE-123. Right now, as soon as we get off the air, that flips over to our toll-free number, 855-767-3123. If you ever want any information, we have people calling in a lot of times during the week saying, hey, I heard Larry talking about this, that, or the other on the show. Happy to send it out. Go ahead and shoot us an email. Go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and do that. Matter of fact, go there today. Check us out. Like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Be happy to uh, uh, send you up, uh, sign up for our, our newsletters as well. And get in on the front end of that tax seminar that's coming up here, right? Exactly. Yep. Yep, exactly. We'll be making some announcements there, putting the final touches on it all here in, in the coming weeks, and we'll be rolling that thing out. You know, we, It's powerful stuff. Uh, yeah, it is. It's, it's important to understand how it all works, and, you know, we want you to keep most of your money just like we want to keep, you know, uh, we want to keep the government rolling, but uh, let's let's keep most of our money for ourselves, right, Chris? <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> so for, for clients as well. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. So that's, always a, that's always a tough, uh, tough question when it comes to feeding the golden goose because, you know, the government is the golden goose. We live in a great country, the greatest in the world, in my opinion. And so that's, you know, you got you, to gotta pay the taxes. They got to be paid. But let's, 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 do, the, paying taxes. let's yep. just do the least it's amount okay. that we can get away with. <laughs> yeah. anyway. There you go. There you go. So, hey, I'll stay in studio for those that want to give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123 and answer any questions that you may have. 
And so for Bob in the back and Chris McKay, the band is back together this week. Chris is yeah. back from his long vacation. Yeah. Well deserved, though. But, but uh, uh, you know, so for Bob in the back and Chris, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week. We'll be back next Saturday with another session of the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. Feel free to go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Sign up for our newsletter. As well as you can request our financial planning toolkit. We've, we have sent out tens of thousands of these over the years and be more than happy to send you out one too. It'll help you draw a line in the sand and address where you are today financially and how you are aimed towards your goals. We'll be back next Saturday with another session of Making Money Sense. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 